Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming Podcast. I have a very special guest on today. Her name is Julia McCarthy and we are going to talk a lot about a talk a lot about words are hard. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about being intuitives, mediums and all the different things that we've kind of had to navigate on our paths to getting to where we are and I'm going to let Julia introduce herself and then we're going to dive into some really juicy topics. Awesome. Thank you, Anna. I'm so excited to be here. Like she said, my name is Julia McCarthy. I'm an intuitive life coach and psychic medium, and I am passionate about and specialize in all things psychic mediumship, anything intuitive. And I love connecting people with their loved ones on the other side, as well as their past lives, their gifts, their own psychic mediumship gifts, their own intuitive gifts as well. And to really, really empower them to bring them out and to share them with the world and to share their magic with the world. So that way they can help people connect to the other side. That way they can learn how to connect with the other side and really, really step into their magic and their gifts as well. And I'm super excited to talk about all of the challenging aspects that come and we begin to dive into open up our gifts and to really, really standing in them and owning them and putting them out into the world because it can definitely be really put yourself out there as a person. It can be really scary just to kind of connect in general. There's so much that navigate when we are embarked this journey. So I'm excited to talk about everything that I've had to navigate and hear about Anna's experience with this as well and share all of our tips and guidance for how we have navigated stepping out of the broom closet, (laughs) the witch's closet, and really, really owning our gifts and our power. So yay. So happy to be here today. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here too. And um, yeah, I I would love to hear a little bit about your past and kind of like what your path has looked like in terms of this, because um, I don't know if you remember this, but when we, when we met, I think it was right before you were about to join a business accelerator program and we, we had like a quick conversation and you said that you wanted to, to like step into this work. Um, and yep. correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not exactly what you stepped into right off the bat, right? Like you kind of dipped your, tr- your toes into other uh, pools. And so I'm wondering if like any of what we're talking about, of course, if it doesn't, then never mind. <laughs> but like, I was just, um, that's something that I was thinking about a little bit before our call. I was just wondering if like some of these layers that we're going to talk about had to do with um, why you didn't immediately. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So prior to working for myself and starting my own business, I spent a decade working in the hospitality industry in hotel management. And that came from just like a deep feeling of always wanting to help people in some capacity. And I was doing that in hospitality, but just in a way that was so unfulfilling. And like, I just knew that that wasn't my purpose in life. So in the spring of 2019, that was it. Uh, yeah, spring of 2019, I went and got my life coaching certification through a really, really incredible life coaching program. 
and had plans to use that in some capacity. I had absolutely no idea what that looked like or what that was going to look like, but I just knew that I had to go do that. And that following summer, um, there was a series of very intense experiences that I had with spirit and helping spirits who um, there were a couple that had uh, committed suicide and they were kind of stuck in between the realms of the physical world and the spiritual world. And they basically came to me and chose me to work with them to help them cross over and to help really like complete their transition over to the other side. And they're long stories. I won't get into them very far, but that those experiences just really opened up my eyes that I was very connected to the spirit realm and that I could speak to spirits. I could like really tap into psychic powers and psychic energy and everything like that. So the end of 20, so 2019 is coming to a close. My boyfriend and I, we had decided that for 2020, we were going to travel the world, spend a year traveling abroad. We both sold all of our stuff. I quit my corporate job. I left behind my decade career in hospitality. He had just sold one of his businesses and we bought one-way tickets to Bali <laughs> and left on January 11th, 2020. Had absolutely no idea that COVID was about to come and change the world as we know it. And when I was in Bali, my gifts really, really came online. And that was like when I first like really started to receive like super specific messages from loved ones, not loved ones of mine, but of just like people that I had gone to high school with that I hadn't talked to in years, like their parents began to come through to me. And I messaged them on Instagram. I was like, Hey, long time, no talk, but I was just meditating. And your dad came through to me and he wanted me to tell you this, this, and this, and this. And thankfully they were super appreciative about it. Now I would never <laughs> do that. I would never just like randomly message someone and be like, Oh, I have a message for you. Um, and so that was in the beginning of 2020. I was like, okay, I can really like really do this. And we had to come back home. We had to come back to the United States three months into our trip. And when we got back to the United States, that was in March of 2020, I had a massive ego meltdown about the whole psychic mediumship thing. I was like, I'm making this all up. Like I'm going crazy. My friends and family are going to think I've absolutely lost it. And I just like, I, I'm shutting this all down. <laughs> I'm shutting this all down because I don't want to be that weirdo out there. And like, I don't want to be thinking that I'm making this all up. So that's when I um, dipped my toes into relationship coaching, which was something that I was definitely passionate about. I was in a very abusive relationship prior to, the very happy, loving relationship that I'm in right now. So I want to help people with that. And it just felt so unaligned and like, it wasn't my purpose and wasn't like why I am here. And it was very much something that my ego could hold on to. It was like, oh, you can just be a relationship life coach. Like that's pretty socially accepted by people. Like it's still kind of out there, but it's like much more socially accepted. It's not taboo. Um, you never, you, when you tell people what you do, they're probably gonna be like, Oh, okay. That's cool. As opposed to like being a psychic medium intuitive, you never know how people are going to react to it. So I was like, Oh, okay. This is so easy. This is so black and white. Um, but it just started to feel super unaligned and I felt it falling away. And then I had another super intense 
experience with spirit and helping another spirit crossover who was also kind of stuck in between the two worlds. And it was after that where I was like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. Like this is my purpose. This is why I am here. And it all really began to unfold from there. But like, I really had to move through that phase of having so much resistance for it and so much self doubt and so much, I'm making this all up in my head feelings that we definitely go through as intuitives and as psychics and as mediums. And I'm so glad that I navigated that and that that happened because now I can help other people through that like initiation process. And it's kind of almost like a rite of passage to go through that very rare that I meet someone they're like, Oh yeah, I'm like a hundred percent sure. Like I can do this. It's like, okay. Like they're definitely out there, but for the majority of us, like there is a lot of self-doubt and questioning that comes up in our mind when we begin to open ourselves up to it. So I'm so glad that that came up. Thank you <laughs> for bringing that up too. Cause that was like, definitely, I love how that's how we met. And now here we are <laughs> talking about this. It's it's so beautiful and so full circle for our relationship this far. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. I was literally just like 10 minutes before I jumped on the call with you. I was just like, do to do. And then that like memory popped up and I was like, Oh, like how perfect. And I, and I thought the same thing, like how full circle that came. And, um, yeah, I mean, just synchronicity that's like, you know, to me, it's like just another one of the millions of reasons, um, that I believe in like what we do because it's so, and just like the synchronicity. And like you said, like the initiation, that's what I always call it. So I love that you use that word because there are initiations that we go through, on our paths. And, you know, when you think of like the hero's journey and when you think of, I mean, Joseph Campbell really explains this so well in like Jungian psychology, but like there are these, these phases, these stages that, uh, characters will go through in their story. And so it's so, it's so important to, to even kind of reflect that back or like, um, yeah, like kind of put the mirror in front of us to see how that has happened in our own journeys to see the initiation. But yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) like, I feel like there's, and then maybe it looks a little different, right? Like some people are the like, oh, am I, you know, am I losing it? I don't want to be that person. I feel like other people are like, I know this is happening, but you know, there's a lot of narratives that have been perpetuated for generations. generations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, like I talk a lot about the witch wound for mm-hmm. you know, the witch wound yeah. is something that's like deeply, deeply, um, uh, present for me in my, in my lifetime, especially like this lifetime, but it's been present in other lifetimes, which is like a whole other discussion, which I'm sure we'll probably touch on, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like even just the, the things that come through around, um, you know, what does this mean and what kind of person are you, if you believe in this, let alone practice it or condone it or whatever it might, might look like. And so for, for me personally, that's been like one of the many layers I've had to peel back as well is, you know, I didn't grow up in a religious household, but I grew up in a religious family. Um, uh, like my mom and my, uh, my mom's side of the family is deeply religious. And so, um, mm-hmm. this, you just didn't talk about like my yeah. grandma, uh, yeah, my grandma, uh, who was super <laughs> religious, she, she passed away at the uh, end of 2019 and, uh, she was in New York. So 
her service was actually Halloween weekend. And so me being the person I am, Mm -hmm. I'm going to fly to Boston. I'm going to go to Salem and then I'm going to drive to New York and, you know, just kind of have like a little bit of like something that's like soothing to my soul before I go to my grandma's service. And it was part of the conversation, um, in my, my planning of that trip of like, Hey, just don't mention that you went to like Salem. Don't mention that you did this. Don't, you know, Mm -hmm. like kind of Mm -hmm. keep that on the mm-hmm. down low, right? Um, and so it's just little yeah. things like that of, oh, you know, you're gonna offend yep. here. Oh, and so um, even though I grew up in a household that was like, explore what you want, and I'm pretty open to this, or you know, whatever, like it wasn't like really taboo and like it wasn't really shut down in my household. It was kind of like um it was like a secret, you know what I mean? It was kind of a like don't tell other people that kind of energy. And yep. so I was very much, you know, growing up practicing all different kinds of crafts, reading all kinds of different books, researching all different kinds of like practices that are indigenous to like my, my roots, um, that are in the realm of what would be considered witchcraft, quote unquote, um, you know, and, and it, but it very much being like a, uh, this is a secret and this is something that can't go outside because, other people won't understand it. And so I was kind of um, programmed with that of other people are not going to understand it. Um, And that it's not necessarily bad that this is happening or that it means anything about me, but other people are going to think it's bad about me, which is a problem. Very similar programming. I had very similar programming to you and very much grew up in a very Catholic family. My mom's aunts and uncles were priests and nuns. And and so like, there's very much all of that. And I loved um, what you said about the witch wound. It's so interesting when you begin to dive into that. Like that's something that I've done a lot of work around. And I was actually the oppressor for witches in the past. And so this is coming back to me to like kind of correct and like even out that karma. And I remember when that came to me where I was like, oh, not only was I a witch in the lifetime, but I was also the oppressor and the person who literally burned a witches mm-hmm. at the stake in another lifetime. And I remember that came through to me and I texted my mentor right away. I was like, next session, we have to do a past life regression session. Like I need to clear that and like, let that all go. So it's, there's just so much that we carry from not only our past lives, but also from our generation, generation to generation and through our family as well. And I feel like across other, like our parents' generation, just the self-acceptance in general, wasn't a huge theme, wasn't a huge a priority for people to like really fully, truly accept themselves on every single level and accept their magic and their intuition that they have. And I think that's like one of the big different, what really is, um, is a huge difference between our generation and our parents' generation is like, we're on a mad quest to like really accept ourselves and like really fully embody who we are. And I think that can be very triggering for our parents' generation who it's more like do the socially acceptable things, whatever strange or different parts of you that are part of you, like keep that behind closed doors and like, don't talk, especially don't talk about it on social media, but like, and very much like keep that to yourself, keep it shoved down, hidden away where no one else can see it. And so that way you don't encounter other people's projections for their own limitations as well. And I think that's, 
our parents like trying to protect us and also is very much holding up a mirror to their own uh, resistance to accepting their own gifts and their own magic and everything that they have. And like, that's something to very much work through. And that's very, it can be very challenging to be that pattern breaker for your family and for generations to come and to really be the person who's like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm not just like, doing this and hiding this and like it compartmentalizing it and being like a very small part of who I am. Like this is who I am, especially in my most like fully expressed embodied self. Like I am magical and psychic and intuitive and PS mom. I got these gifts from you. Like they had, they came from somewhere that I didn't just, they didn't just like float around and uh, I'm pulling them out of thin air. Like I very much inherited them. And it, it's it's definitely difficult, but it's so worth doing that and going through that process and really getting to a place where you're so okay with not necessarily being fully seen and accepted by your family. Like I, I my family still loves me and they want to support me, but that support doesn't include asking me about my work <laughs> by any yeah. means. Like there's never any mention of what I'm doing or how it's going. And I just kind of had to make peace with that and be like, okay, like this is a lesson that my soul wanted to learn coming into this lifetime that it's still, that I can still be successful and I can still be fully embodied in myself and my magic. And I can still have a great relationship with my family. I can still love them, but they're just not going to support me in the way that I want them to. And also I need to stop seeking outside validation from other people. And it's like, bring that back to myself. Like, as long as I'm okay with what I'm doing and what I believe in what I'm doing, then I don't need other people to affirm me and to believe in me as well. Even if it's my family or if like that goes for anyone <laughs> in my life, like as long as I know that what I'm doing is great work and I can really stand behind it, then that's all really that I need to be successful. And I think that's important when people start getting caught up in, especially in this work and like family, not understanding and family, not approving. It's like, bring it back to yourself, affirm yourself, believe in yourself and be okay. in that discomfort of your family not totally understanding what you're doing and not fully supporting and accepting it as well, because it's also really just a reflection of their own limitations and their own lack of support and acceptance for themselves that they have too. Yeah. So that's um, my little family. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like yes to everything that you said. And it's so, it's so important to, yes, like a hundred percent bringing it, bringing it back to yourself because Something that something that I uh, I got a download from my my guides last year, and it was you know sometimes we have to choose either to grieve the the loss of acceptance or the quote unquote loss of belonging. Um, sometimes we have to grieve like that that comfort that we get from other people, like cheering us on, right? Sometimes we have to grieve that, or we have to choose to grieve you know, the true us, we have to grieve the, um, the, the life of being a fully expressed human being, someone who's true to themselves. And, you know, what I was thinking about when you were saying that with your family of like, they still love me. And it just doesn't include them asking about work. Like my, my guides actually said like, yeah, like, you know, unfortunately not everything has like that happy ending, like a movie, you know, but that doesn't mm. mean that it, that doesn't mean that it's still not a different form of a happy ending, right? Like, 
things. Yeah. What if the happy ending is like, I'm true to myself and that required that I lost a lot, you know, and, and I gained a lot too. Like there's always going to be that, that duality. It's like not going to be that black and white of, and then I stepped into my power and then everybody came around and we all celebrated and like, you know, and then the movie ends and the credits start rolling. Right. Like that's not always like how it is. And like, that's something that I, I talk a lot about on my platform in all different kind of capacities is, you know, there's, there's such a dance that we do with duality. And so it's like, yeah, of course it would feel great to have people who we love and we want, you know, the support that we want from them, like to have that, but that's not always the case. And so, you know, there is such a calling that I think that, you know, I'm sure you'll identify with that. I like, I talk about all the time when it comes to this work is like, it like pulls at your heart. There's no, like, you can try to deny it, right? We can, we can dip our, our, our toes in other pools. Like we can, you know, I could be this kind of coach or I can go back to my corporate job or I can do this or I can do that. And like, I'm just going to avoid the super uncomfortable calling that I have, but um, like, I feel like if it's our calling, it's going to keep calling, you know, it's just like, it's going to keep coming through and we're going to keep having these like huge experiences that come through. Like you said, like, you know, these, these, um, these spirits coming through asking you for help. Right. And not being, that's a lot, right. Like that's, it's a lot to kind of come to terms with in like our humanness and like our psyche sometimes to be like, wait, so this is real and wait, I can do this and wait, actually like so many people can, if not everybody can, you know, depending on their willingness, their level of consciousness, like the, you know, the work that they'll choose or choose not to do. And so it's so fascinating to me how it, it has like, you know, going back to the witch wounds, like how it really has become something that so much misinformation has been spread. And I'm a huge history nerd. Anybody who knows me knows that I weave the witch hunts, witch wound into like pretty much everything because that's very much part of my past lives. Like I've been persecuted in multiple lifetimes, which I think you and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago in our, in our DMs, like, Oh my gosh, you know, like that's very much part of, um, a soul's lesson for me is being in the space of, of quote unquote outsider, quote unquote, the different one, um, and having to stand firm in things. And that's really hard. Even, you know, I'm not going to get into this, but everything that's happening now, right. It's so hard to stand firm in certain things that you believe in because of the culture that we've created around anybody who doesn't agree. Right. And so looking at history, right. And the, the countless times where, um, we villainized, um, the people who don't agree, or we've weaponized a lot of different things, people who, uh, speak their truth, people who are willing to be unliked. (laughs) Um, that's, that's been so weaponized. Right. And so it's like, it's so hard sometimes for, uh, to have the conversation around the witch wound without feeling like I'll throw, um, a a belief system under the bus because that's not my intention. Mm -hmm. Like, but it is important Mm -hmm. to look at, you know, it's not necessarily like the belief, um, in itself, right. Like around, Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. what it's connected to and what that belief system talks about, but it's more of what humans have made into it and how they've weaponized certain things like faith, certain, like certain types of religion, the fear, certain, you know, just so many different things. And so I always think about like, well, back then, I mean, even now, so, so pretty much whenever, but like, what is going to be the biggest threat to an agenda, <laughs> you know, any agenda? 
you know? So it's like really looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, how throughout history, like these same patterns continue and continue and continue to repeat. And it's like a different target, but different context. Um, And specifically around these gifts, right? Like, can you imagine if every single person was required to do internal work, shadow work therapy, uh, to, to sit in meditation and call in their ancestors. Like my ancestors don't play. (laughs) So like, I just can't imagine, you know, like just certain people like sit with plant medicine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just plant medicine, whatever. Right. It's like, it, it, and and everybody's modality and approach is different, which I think is so beautiful about this work, right? You know, and so different people are going to be called to different things. And it's just so fascinating to me to think about like, well, what if everybody just sat and, and did some of this work and, um, you know, like again, sat with their ancestors, called them in, did meditation, did shadow work, learned history, <laughs> right? Um, actually yeah. researched some of the things that they promote, you know, even in spirituality. So it's, it's one of my favorite topics that I have yet to like make an episode where I just fully rip on it because there's just a lot. And I feel like my veins like come through in my neck (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, especially, and I don't want to get too far into this because I know you you probably don't want to go here on your podcast, but especially with everything that's going on in the world right now and being intuitive and being psychic and just being able to see things for how they actually are and not through the lens that we're presented is definitely a responsibility and it's a weight to carry. And it can be really hard to carry certain beliefs about something that not everyone will agree with and like to see different perspectives and like zoom out and get like a thousand ten thousand foot perspective for what's going on when people are like so focused on like the three inches that are right in front of them it can be a lot to hold and a lot to and can be very isolating too especially like if you don't have a big network and you don't know anyone else who kind of is going through what you're going through and it's, it's a lot (laughs) to be tapped in intuitive and psychic right now. And there's definitely a fine line, at least for me to walk between not putting a direct wedge between my friends and family and like also speaking my truth and like speaking about like what I am seeing going on as well. And I was just thinking, I was like, oh my God, is this going to be some karma that I have to transmute in my next lifetime? Cause I'm like not fully speaking my truth about some stuff. I'm like, oh goodness, (laughs) I'll be doing some past life regression on my lifetime right now (laughs) in the Uh, future. It's so fascinating to think about that, right? Because that's, that's often what, um, I'll get through my downloads anytime I'm like, you know, I have a resistance to doing something and I'm like, I know I need to, but I don't fucking want to like, I'll always get that nudge of like, you know, what we are meant to learn, we're going to learn it. So it's like, we can either choose now where we can choose later. And I often we'll say, okay, I'm doing this for future me. I'm doing this for, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing this so that I don't have to do it this lifetime again. Cause we also see this thing, like the way that things come in like full circle, you know, in this lifetime. Right. And so I'm like, I just, <laughs> I hope to come back. If I have to come back, I hope to come back as like a fucking hummingbird or something like a, <laughs> yeah. a hummingbird or something. Right. But like, um, 
but I mean, yeah, I just, just to, um, uh, just to piggyback off what you were saying about things that we see now, you know, there is such a, a, uh, a, a, there's a gift in it for sure of being able to see through certain veils. Um, and that doesn't mean that like, and at least for me, like I, I, I believe that I will always have like certain veils or certain like, um, blind spots because I'm a human, (laughs) but like, but being able to see through certain veils to be able to at least understand that there's more to what is being presented, um, is definitely a burden when we're seeing, things unfold the way that they are when we're seeing certain conversations. Um, you know, there's, there's things I've seen people posting, uh, that I'm like, Oh my God, I've known this person since I was in like second grade. And what they're saying is so, uh, like violent in its nature. So scary. So like, you know, it's just, um, villainizing it. There's just so much. And like, I'm trying to, and then I also, for me, like you said, there's that part of me that's like, you know, (laughs) like when, when does it become time to fully speak your truth about something? Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's always that space in which it's like, um, people have to see things for themselves. And we know that like when somebody's screaming from the top of their lungs, uh, something that is opposing to, especially a main narrative, like there's usually not people who listen. So then it's like, do you end up just in a situation that you don't want to be in? Right. Like it's so, and that's so challenging. And I think about that, right. Like we, we can see this, not just with what's currently happening in those, like the main narratives, but we can see that, in so many other things, we can see that throughout history again, a million different times. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, we really are living through, like, this isn't the first time that we're seeing this pattern. <laughs> it's yes. just like the first time that this pattern has shown up, um, when everybody has iPhones and Instagrams and social medias and, um, you know, we're different generations leading a lot of the voices and a lot of the things. Right. So it's, again, it's like same pattern, different contexts. And to kind of bring this back into like the witch wound, this is why there are things that we hold generation after generation after generation around uh, what's okay. What's not okay. You know, there's words like evil quote unquote that get thrown around (laughs) this work quite it um things like mm-hmm. demonic right exactly yeah. there's so much mm-hmm. fear mongering that you know i again i didn't grow up in a religious home so i can't relate specifically to someone who like heard these stories from a young age so i don't have that like naggy yeah. kind of thing in the back of my head um but something that I navigate with my partner a lot is he was raised very Christian his dad was a pastor um and we have gotten asked a lot of questions. I don't know if you saw this on my um, stories the other day, but some, I put like a, ask me anything on my Instagram and somebody was like, you know, how do you navigate having vastly different beliefs? And I was like, well, we, we don't have different beliefs. Like our morals and our values are the same. We just worship in different ways or we practice in different ways or, you know what I mean? We call things by different names. Yeah. And if everybody could just sit yeah. at a table and have a conversation about what they actually believe and what's important and what they want out of life, we have a lot more mm-hmm. similarities um, than we do differences. Anyway, that was my total. Totally. 
No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's also so much of it has to do with not needing people to conform to what you're doing and like not needing to like wake people up and not needing people to like get on your whatever train is <laughs> that you're riding on and just also taking a step back and re- realizing that everyone is on their own soul's journey and everyone's soul is at a different level in life, whether that's your best friend or your mother or your boyfriend, like you could love them and like resonate with them and have the best time ever and feel so connected to them. But also like your souls could just be on totally different lifetimes and totally different levels of evolution. And just remember that everyone's going through their own evolution and everyone for the most part is like doing the best that they can (laughs) and just trying to get through and really be accepted in their own right too. And once, and this is coming through to me, like once you fully accept yourself and you're fully embodied in it and you hold that mirror up to someone else who isn't, it's very triggering. And like a large, one of the uh, most challenging things that I've had to navigate since like really stepping into my power this year and like these past like a year and a half 18 months has been navigating um not having I know that we've like touched on like family and support but like also losing friends along the way and not um connecting with them in the same way that we used to and like also being psychic like being able to tap into their energy and like see and feel that there's like some jealousy coming up and like resentment and like almost like sabotaging energy that is like being um coming from them towards you about and, and the friendship it's like god that sucks like i'm just out here like just really trying to make it <laughs> in life and really just trying to like be myself and it's really really tough when you have like someone that you considered a sister as like a, a girlfriend, like, and not have that support come back to you. And like, also like picking up on like some jealousy and some resentment there. It's like, Oh, that is really, really tough. But like, I'm also going to try to be the bigger person here and take a step back and realize that you're just doing the best that you can. And like, you haven't given yourself the permission to fully liberate yourself and to fully go after your own purpose and your passions as well. And put yourself out there in whatever capacity that, that your purpose needs and like to try to have compassion for that. And I think that's been a huge part of my journey is just having compassion for people who haven't given themselves the permission to liberate themselves and to go after their purpose. And that just was like, and I'm like, just getting on the other side of that. Like it's something that I'm still like kind of pretty actively (laughs) navigating this day but it's so worth just like taking a step back and being like, okay, they're doing the best that they can. And I know that I'm triggering them and I like never meant to trigger (laughs) my friends by my work, but that's just naturally what is happening and it's okay. And maybe this friendship wasn't supposed to last my entire lifetime. Maybe it was just only supposed to last up until now. And that's creating space for new people and new friends to come in as well. So if anyone out there is listening and they're maybe losing friends as they're like opening themselves up and like putting themselves out there, just know that you're not alone. And that's kind of also another initiation (laughs) and it's all kind of part of the process too, when it comes to doing this work and really fully standing in your, your power and really embodying that as well. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. I was going to say like, I'm so glad that you said it because I was going to say like, that's another initiation and like, and like, let's be real like that. Like it, it sucks. Like it, there's, there's no like, you know, way to make that not suck when you are, um, when you are losing people, when you are uh, seeing that judgment, I mean, I'm right there with you since really opening up. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I opened up and I told a friend about my experiences with spirits, with um, like my mediumship channels. And um, I just said it very like I, it was, I wasn't even sharing it necessarily in the sense of like um, talking about my abilities. I was just like, Oh yeah, I've had these experiences with spirits before. It was kind of more of like a paranormal ghost story. Right. Um, and the, the reaction Mm. that I got was someone like, she just was so, um, afraid. And she was like, you know, in my beliefs, that means that you are touched by the devil that you, um, that like you are evil essentially is like what she said. And it like, it was really challenging because I noticed after that, um, we were so close and I noticed after that, like communication started to like, kind of just fade out. And it was like, I would try to make an effort and I was like, okay, like I'm, I get that, uh, an experience of mine and a story of mine. Like it, it brushed up against a belief that you have, but like, that shouldn't mean that like, we're not friends. Like, like, cause in my mind, I was like, I mean, you know, uh, you believe something I don't like, it was just so, it was the first time that I had really experienced that like blatant of a reaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Since, you know, that wasn't even coming out on my platform, right. That was just like a conversation, a private conversation. And then when I really started to open up on my platform and, you know, again, come out of the, the broom closet, um, I noticed, you know, and, and it was hard. I noticed, yeah. I noticed all my, uh, not all, a lot of my close friends unfollow my business platform. I noticed, um, that I was no longer receiving, uh, texts in a group text, which means, you know, to me, it was like, mm-hmm. they, created another, they created another group text. Um, there was just a lot yeah. of different things that I was like, wow, like, Ouch. <laughs> yeah, ouch. And like I was never, I was never brought up to um see any differences between me and somebody else based on really anything, you know? Um like especially belief systems. I was kind of like, you know, to me, what you believe happens after we're not here anymore is not gonna impact how I treat friendship. Yeah, and like how yeah. I treat you while we're here. It was very that's just how I was raised. And I also understand that that's not everybody's, right? But um yeah. You know, this also goes like the, to me, the witch wound and the sisterhood wound are very interconnected. If we think about one of maybe not the original sisterhood wounds, but definitely one of the first ones, it was women turning on each other. You know, there was competition, there was comparison. We had to be in competition with each other because if you and I are in a village and we both need to get married to survive, like we're, of course we're in competition with each other. Of course we're in some form of like comparison. Right. So there's all these things that like made sense in certain generations, but definitely like escalated into things, even with certain, uh, which trial like reasons, a lot of it had to do with like wanting to settle things within communities. Like if you even look at like, the history of things that's so, of course there was a religious aspect to this and a spiritual aspect to this. Um, yeah. but a lot of that was also amongst 
women. That was also like just people in, um, conflict and community. So again, weaponizing things like this is just like spread. And it's fascinating to, to think about how this is just continued over, uh, generations, like I said, but like you said, um, that, that comparison and that, um, uh, that, that energy of like jealousy that comes up when you do really step into your power into like really owning yourself, really accepting yourself, really getting into this place of like unapologeticness and unapologetic doesn't mean that you're not triggered and then it's not hard and that there's not a variety of like really undesirable things. Right. It's not just like, Ooh, everything is great, but unapologetic is like, I'm going to do this regardless of how I'm feeling like you said, that does put a mirror up for a lot of other people's resistance and the cages that they've um, found themselves in, whether they've put themselves in there, choosing to stay in there, whatever the case may be. Um, So to see somebody really really access that type of freedom in this lifetime is triggering. And it's going to be triggering even to generations before us that couldn't, um, you know, it just, this is also part of our evolution as humans, right? Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like our grandmothers, great grandmothers, um, great grandma, great, great grandmothers, like, you know, they couldn't sit around and necessarily think about what their higher selves wanted. (laughs) A lot of like sister famine and like different things happening. Right. And so it's, it's very interesting to see right now how, uh, a lot of us are navigating the spiritual, uh, development, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, while being in a time of, uh, being at a, a period in history where, um, you would almost think that all of our spiritual awareness, all of our spiritual, everything would kind of just get put on a shelf because we got to deal with all of the big life or death, black and white, like urgent fear mongering, all the things in our face. Um, but we're not yeah. so many of us that are navigating the two paths at once, which I, I feel, I feel in my body like that is a really great sign. Um, yep. but that's just me. <laughs> totally. I totally feel you. And one of my favorite quotes or just one of the quotes that like has been really sticking out to me recently is, and I don't know who said this, um, is not everyone can hold you in your liberation. Like, Oh, gotcha. Got it. Got it. Oh, got it. now I get it. Like I, doesn't make it hurt any less, but like now I understand that. And it's, it's one of the deepest initiations that you'll go through when you start on this path, but like, thank God for connections like this. And like you meet your soul tribe and you meet people who can hold you. It not only can hold you in your liberation, who encourage it and who want to see you even more like stepping fully into your power and like even more like, yeah, do that program or raise your prices or like, have you thought of this? Or like, you're so powerful and like, you should do this, this is and like people who like really challenge you to be even more of yourself. And it's those relationships that really are start such a huge part of what makes this work, like we're like worth doing. And like, obviously like the people that we help is number one and how we can like actually change lives but the people that you meet along the way who become your sisters and your soul tribe and like your best friends and you're able to really hold each other and cheer each other on in ways that no one else was able to in the past like that is so worth it and so worth putting yourself out there 
fully stepping out of the broom closet, fully embracing that you're the rainbow sheep of your family. And because there's so many rainbow sheep running around right now, there's like, where, where are all my friends? It's like, we're all over here. Like, look for the other rainbow sheep (laughs) running around in the field. You'll have so much fun with them. (laughs) Yeah. It makes me think of like something that I was thinking a lot about in the last couple of weeks is like, you know, if it's, if it's really about, community, right? If it's really about for somebody, right? Like speaking as like individuals looking at this, if it's really about community and it's really about serving, you know, the collective, then you're not competing with somebody. Right. You know, and the thing is, and like at the same time saying that, like, we all have our own shit, right? We all have our own shadows. We all have, um, you know, things that all bother us about something, you know, when we're having a tough week and, you know, let's say, let's just speak freely as entrepreneurs, when we have those weeks where you're like, ah, like I've put offers out there and like, it, there's just crickets or whatever, or I put it, I, I, put a, um, you know, I made a group program and nobody came to like, nobody signed up or whatever. Right. Like, um, you are going to have those moments where you feel like shit. And then you see somebody who's like celebrating big and there might be a part of you at some point in your journey, or maybe multiple times, maybe this is a part of you that you have to look at like constantly. Sometimes it's not just a like, Oh, I recognize that like, you know, gross little voice, like, no, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes that's a real part of you that you have to like work with and kind of integrate and, um, accept and love and kind of nourish. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's okay for those things to come up, but it's like having the self-awareness, cultivating self-awareness around that to be able to be like, oh, wow. Okay. I just, you know, I had a really hard week and I just saw so-and-so celebrating something and, uh, I made that about me. Interesting. Okay. What Mm -hmm. is like, Mm -hmm. how can I look at this? Mm -hmm. Because again, competition comparison is so deeply rooted in so much of who we are, especially as women. Um, especially again, sisterhood wound, witch wound, all the things like we have been, um, uh, paired against each other in many different ways. So it's like, I feel like what I hear a lot from clients when that comes up specifically is that they, they judge that they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I'm, or I'm a bad sister. I'm not that, you know, like, what does that say about me being a quote unquote spiritual human? And I'm like, it means you're a spiritual human. <laughs> you're a human who right. is on their human. Path. Right. Exactly. Like you're going to have yeah. those like, and when I say yucky little voice, I'm like, I'm not saying that from a place of judgment. It just feels yucky to have that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. just kind of wanted to add that part into it is like, yes. Like if it is about community and it is about serving the collective in whatever way we do it. Um, it, then we aren't going to stay in competition and comparison with each other. Number one, number two, um, or we're going to, you know, we're going to develop practices to kind of pull ourselves out of that. And like, I think that it's important to, um, collaborate, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. you see somebody who is really inspiring you, you know, hire them or collaborate with them or, you know, go into their DMs and be bold and just be like, Hey, like you're amazing or whatever. Right. Like there's such mm-hmm. a collaboration. And like, I think that so much of that comes in when we think that there's not going to be enough seats at a table. Yeah. But like yeah. you need to build more tables. So like, that's like a huge thing too, is like, on this path, you might end up being an outsider. 
Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you end up getting kind of like, like you said, like isolation, right? Like y- you might end up being the outsider. You might end up losing connection with certain friends or family or whatever, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. hurt. Like it does, it does hurt. And maybe that's you, like you said too, in the beginning, like being the person to break the pattern. There's so many of us who are here now breaking patterns. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's also important to remember that there's room for all of us and these gifts that are on our heart to share that our soul came into this lifetime with are there for a reason. And like, we wouldn't have them. God would not have given them to us. If it was like, you can have these gifts, but you're going to fail using them. Like you're never going to get anywhere with them. Like, it's just a tease. Like we didn't, I didn't mean it by accident. You know, I put them there just to mess with you. Like that's not what happened. And there's so much room for all of us. And like, when you feel like you're in competition with someone's like, no, the only person you're in competition with is yourself. And there's billions of people on this planet for us to help and to serve. And there's only so many of us, like compared to the amount that there are of like healers or psychic mediums, light workers, intuitives compared to the people that need our help. Like there is a vast majority of people who need our help compared to all of us. Like we would probably get so overwhelmed if like we all got together as healers and tutors and like saw the long list of everyone that needed help. You'd be like, Oh my God, we need more of us. Like there's not enough of us to go around. And I think that's why people like you and myself, like we're so passionate about this work and we're so passionate about like helping people to tap into their own gifts and their own intuition and to like get in touch with their magic and like share it with the world. Because I think we both know, like, we need help. <laughs> like, we need yeah. all of the help that we can get right now in terms of people waking. I, I don't like that term waking up, but in terms of like people just like waking up to their own magic that is with inside of them. And because, and there's so many people that need help. And I really truly believe that this line of work is going to be the go to form of therapy in the next 10 years, um, like past life regression or just like intuitive guidance sessions or just like anything that we offer. I think that's going to be like the mainstream way of help finding, like getting uh, help to navigate whatever it is that you're going through in life, because it's going to really resonate with people on a deep soul level compared to just like traditional therapy like this is people work that we're doing on people's souls like not just like on their brain or on their heart like this is their soul that we're dealing with and it's like definitely have to take that with a uh with a lot of uh like take it very seriously <laughs> like this work that we're doing and like I know you don't take your work lightly neither do I by any means I don't know anyone in this field who's taking their work lightly because it is such powerful shifts that we're helping people to navigate and also like powerful shifts that we're making, we're guiding people's souls through as well. Yeah. And a lot of souls need help. And so we need help too. Like if you're feeling this call to like be a healer or a Reiki practitioner or an intuitive guide or psychic medium, but you're scared that there's so many out there already. It's like, no, you have your own unique set and of gifts of magic and it's there for a reason and your own unique magic your own unique gifts are going to help exactly who is going to need it and 
the people that come to me might not resonate with you and vice versa. And like, that's beautiful. That's fine. That, that means that we all get paid for this. Like we can all sustain our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's people out there who will very specifically navigate with the woman who just decided to put herself out there as a psychic medium, like in a week from now, like she will have her first client to be like, Oh my God, this is actually happening. And it's just like remembering that there's room for all of us. And there's so many people on this planet who need our help. And so many people who believe in this work too. Like I know it's so easy to get caught up in religion um, and just like that form of that belief system where people think that like, oh, we're evil or demonic. It's very easy to get caught up in all of that, but that's not everyone. And not everyone shares that belief. And there are for every person who thinks that we're Satan, there's 10 other people who believe in what we are doing. I think it's important to like focus on those people as opposed to focus on the people who you really trigger their belief system and they're like very, very set in their beliefs too. Yeah. And that's the thing, like belief systems for a lot of people, um, they, not everybody, but a lot of people don't question them because beliefs belief systems, especially not necessarily like being connected to a higher source, right? It's more of the system that was created by men, um, provide, provide Mm -hmm. a lot of comfort, provide a lot of certainty, provide very black and white. Like you do this, you don't do this, you do this, you don't do this, right? There's a lot that it provides, um, a lot of people that they're not willing to part with. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because there are so many people who, you know, um, hold on to a certain belief system, but aren't necessarily like embodied in them. Right. And I feel like those are the people who are the ones that want to lash out and judge and condemn and judge. It's like, you know, again, you're brushing up on something that's probably already uh, in there. Right. Like there's a, um, you know, to me, like if somebody's really embodied and really anchored into their faith, regardless of what, whatever it is, um, they're pretty hard to shake. Right. That's kind of like when you, when you really love and accept and believe in yourself, like it's a lot harder to trigger somebody like that because you're like, especially when you've like already faced your own demons, right? Like for lack of a better word, like when you faced your own shadows, when you've already moved through the, the, the wounds and the soft spots and the, the, uh, like the nerves that we have, right. Um, when we've, when you've already done that yourself, then somebody coming in and, and projecting their stuff at you. Um, it's a lot easier to just be like, you guys can't see me, but I'm like brushing off my shoulder. Like it's, it's very easy to it's a lot easier. I'm not gonna say it's very easy. It's a lot easier to just be like, anyway, um, you know, and so I, I, you know, I I think that that's something, you know, also to, to look at, right. It's so, um, it tends to be the people who are the least embodied in their Mm. beliefs, whatever that may be that want to judge, that want to compare, that want to condemn, that want to, you know, that are, that are feeling that need to be right. Um, and so that's something too, that I've really looked at is having compassion and just being like, you know, it, it seems like you should be less concerned with what I'm doing or saying and more concerned at getting aligned with your beliefs and maybe asking some questions, doing some, you know, taking inventory or doing some inquiry, self-inquiry and self-reflection. Right. And so, you know, we cannot avoid, um, 
putting ourselves out there in any capacity, whether it's these, these specific gifts, it's something else, right? We see this in women who are really embodying sexuality, who are sex, sex educators, you know, just anything, right? We see anything taboo, which again, all of these things are really connected to the same problem, but whatever, I digress on that. But like, you know, um, but we see this too, right? And so whenever you step into your power, whatever that may be, whatever your soul's lesson is, whatever the next step is for you, because this isn't our last one, right? Like you and I are done. There's going to be some other initiation. There's going to be some other whatever that we're going to be like, oh fuck, here we go. (laughs) You know? So like at some point, you know, that, that, um, when, when you do that, there are going to be people who don't like it, don't agree, have opinions. Like, have you seen the, um, uh, the Bo Berman, Bo Burnham, uh, the standup on Netflix called inside. No, I should watch it though. (laughs) It's pretty funny. He's like, he sings, he's a uh, comedian, but yeah, like, uh, but there's this, this skit, it's like a two second thing, but he goes, um, like, it's basically about how people are just like constantly talking about their opinions and projecting them on other people. Um, and that just popped in Mm -hmm. my head, like, every time you step out to do something and you're just like minding your own business, trying to empower yourself, own your power, help the world, there's going to be the peanut gallery. There's going to be people who are like this and that and whatever. And like, if you spend your life trying to avoid that, you're also going to avoid the magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. One of my favorite quotes, I don't know if Brene Brown said this quote or if she was quoting someone else. I forget what it was. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here is that unless you are the person that is like in the ring and putting yourself into the fire, or like you have, you're putting yourself into the fire too, then like we can't like your opinion doesn't hold any weight. So unless you're like, also putting yourself out there and like also doing this work, then like your opinion doesn't matter. And if you're not where I want to be in life, I'm probably not going to listen to what you have to say about my work. And like, unless you're also a psychic medium, intuitive guide, healer, putting yourself out there, like, unless I'm like very specifically going to you and asking you for your advice on something, like I'm not here for it. Like I would ask you if I wanted your opinion or advice on it, but I'm so not interested in it. Um, and I think it's also what came to me when we were just talking about initiations is like, it's so tough to know you're in an, in an initiation when you're going through it. You're like, what the hell is that? Like, it feels like your whole world is falling apart. And like, you start questioning yourself, your gifts, your purpose, everything that you've done up until this point. And it's only when you get to like, just start to get to the other side. You're like, Oh, that was an initiation. Like I had to go through that. And like, especially in our line of work, like we have to go through things to bring other people through those lessons and through those initiations as well. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, feeling going through something really tough and it feels like their whole world is falling apart. Like know that you're in some sort of an, an initiation right now and you're going to get through it and you're going to come out so much stronger and wiser on the other side. And if you want to, you'll be able to lead other people through that as well with your hindsight being 2020 <laughs> and being much more embodied in your, your work and your journey. But yeah, it's, there's so much (laughs) that goes into all of this. And it's also like taking 
the a step back and giving yourself credit and like really giving yourself a pat on the back for just throwing yourself into this kind of fire and, and what an ironic uh analogy especially given the witch wound when we're literally yeah. thrown into fire and <laughs> burned at the stake because of this yeah. in past lives um but to really give yourself credit for putting yourself out there and for exploring your gifts and giving yourself credit for even just accepting your gifts in the first place. Cause that's like the hardest part to accept that it's real and to like make it almost part of your identity and like part of your work. And if you want to make it part of your career as well, like it's, that takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of faith in the universe and faith in God and source and spirit and your guides and every, all of the mystical powers that we cannot see with our two eyes. And to really just give yourself credit for having faith in things that you cannot see with your two eyes and faith and credit for putting yourself out there and stepping into the ring and being like, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And it's going to be really scary and very triggering for myself and other people, but it's so worth going through this as opposed to running constantly on that hamster wheel for the rest of your life and working at a soul sucking job and not giving yourself the permission to fully step into your power and to really fully embody your truest essence of who you are and what your soul came here to do. Cause we all have big missions and our souls are determined. <laughs> like though you can't run from yourself, like even in death, you cannot run from yourself or your soul. Like it will find you and whatever you avoided in this lifetime, like best believe you're going to be coming up against it in the next lifetime. So yeah. might as well just lean into it now and see how your life unfolds as opposed to having to relive this again and whoever knows how long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that that's so important. Like something that I was thinking about when you were saying, when you were saying all of that is like embodiment is such a huge piece to this, especially, especially now, right? Because we've seen, we've normalized uh, a lot of different leadership, whether it's a leadership of a field, a leadership of an industry, a leadership of a country, leadership of our household, whatever co communities um, that say one thing and then do another. Right. There's very much that trickster mm -hmm. that um, we've normalized when it comes to leadership. And I think that that's why so many of us feel the fire, right? Again, funny, like fire of like, um, the passion that comes into, I'm going to move through this. I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to become the woman that I say that I am. I'm going to continue to commit to that woman. I'm going to continue to, um, or, you know, or whoever, right. I'm just speaking as me, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, um, not only like commit to this and move through it and learn from it and have the integrity to like speak to others from a place of like, knowing. Um, but yeah. I feel like that's a big reason. Like, I totally agree with you, by the way, of your formal, former statement of this modality, these modalities becoming more and more mainstream and more and more accepted because there is so much that this world can offer that others can't, um, or at least it becomes a compliment to, yeah. to other modalities. And, um, yeah, it's just the, when I think of like the healer, the, the healer isn't just this like love and light rainbow, like, you know, here, let me sprinkle this and let me just like say some like fluffy things to make you feel yeah. better. It's like, 
a healer is somebody who is or has been in the depths, right? And yeah. can meet you where you're at. Because we can only meet other people as deeply as we've met ourselves. So if we're not going into the depths of ourselves and really looking at stuff and asking questions and exploring and recognizing when things are getting bumped up against, you know, um, our shit, you know, when we have, again, that like yucky feeling come up or we feel rage or whatever, like if we are not exploring those things, like then we're not embodied when we're trying to help somebody else do it. Or we're trying to tell somebody else like, Hey, you know, it's, it's, uh, your feelings are fine. Your feelings are valid or whatever. When we spend our time, like locking ours up in a closet, like, you know, or, or, so I was just thinking about the, um, the importance of embodiment and why there are so many individuals like us who talk about, um, who talk about, embodiment the way that we do while, why we are so committed. It's not just so that we don't have to come back in another lifetime and like, you know, like right. <laughs> so we have to deal with like, you know, things. I mean, that's definitely it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very human. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to, but like, there is also the fact that like, I want to be who I say I am. And I want to continue to be able to yeah. say like, you know, this is what I stand behind and this is what I know to be true. And it doesn't have to be true to true for you. It's just true for me. And if you resonate with it, like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. If not, like mm-hmm. go find somebody who does. Cause it's so important to have, like you said, like somebody who you resonate with and somebody, somebody can find you and me, our, our platforms and be like, I resonate so much with Julia. I do not resonate with a damn thing. Anna says, right. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. because there is a frequency, there is a resonance, there is something yeah. that um, we've become so disconnected from in so many other modalities where it's just like, well, like, I know, you know, about feet and I have like plantar fasciitis. So like, I'm just going to go to you, you know, there, and there's some things yeah. that are fine. You don't have to have like this connection, right. Yeah. Even around therapy, right. Like even around, um, Western like therapy, it's like, um, uh, there can be such a disconnect of like, well, you're just, you're an expert. So it doesn't really matter if there's no connection here. Just like, yeah, yeah. you know, fix me or tell me how to fix myself, whatever. And sometimes that works and that's totally okay. I think most people though, like need to find themselves in spaces that feel safe and feel sacred because there is an ability to recognize mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. a person has or to be inspired you know there's so many different things sometimes it's just the like I recognize you sometimes it's like you fucking ignite me in a triggering way like again there's so many different things that go into this but a really big part of that I think starts with like like you said like starting to acknowledge them starting to accept them yourself starting to understand that there is a calling for you totally totally and like you said, like that calling's never going to go away. Like you can try to hang up on it, slam it, disconnect the line, change your number, like block it, do whatever you think that you need to do. But that calling is never going to go away. And I think the more that we ignore it, especially like when you have, and like, I mean, everyone, everyone's job and purpose is important, but especially when you have a a a calling to help the universe to help the collective and to help people out there like and the more that you ignore it and go to your job that doesn't really move 
the collective along in any sort of way, it's going to get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder until you're finally like, okay, I surrender. Just show me the first step of what it is that I need to do. And I think that's also important for people to just remember is you're not going to have the entire roadmap for how this is all going to work out. Like, and thank God that we don't, cause that would take all of the fun and mystery out of it. Like you have to be okay with just getting breadcrumbs from the universe. And sometimes he'll get like an entire loaf of bread like at, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night and be like, Oh my God, I'm so clear. My next thing, next three steps, but just being okay with that unknown and being okay with, just having your next step in front of you and not having the entire roadmap and really trusting that God, the universe, source, spirit, your angels, ancestors, guides aren't going to let you fail. And they're not going to let you fall flat on your face. And they're not going to put this huge calling on your heart and be so persistent about it. And then like, have you lean into and be like, okay, we're gone. Like, see ya, you're on your own now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah. And just, and just be okay with not knowing and really lean into your faith and really lean into your community that you're going to be forming and trusting yourself <laughs> and trusting your gifts and trust that you have magic that is in your soul for you to share that your soul has been developing for lifetimes and lifetime. Like this is not your first rodeo. If you're <laughs> being called into this, like you have done this before and you can very much tap into that your soul's memories and your soul's energy for everything that it has done for the hundreds of lifetimes that has come before the one that you're currently navigating right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's such a, like such an important reminder. And like, even if, if someone doesn't believe in reincarnation, which obviously we do, cause we've, <laughs> we've talked about it multiple times on this episode, but like, yeah. even if you don't necessarily believe in reincarnation and there's just a a purpose. If there's something that is calling you, like, trust that, <laughs> you yes. know, like, at least trust that that is for a reason. And it doesn't necessarily have to, you don't have to believe that it's backed by a lot of different, um, lifetimes where you've done it before. Right. Like you still have that for a reason, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. We need everyone in their purpose. <laughs> yeah. Every purpose has a place and the space for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that yeah, I, I totally feel that. Yeah. It's something to important to, I always think of it like a, like a puzzle piece and like, um, like we're all our own unique puzzle piece to this giant mm-hmm. <laughs> puzzle. You know, we all have a place, we all have a role and like coming together and again, like focusing on, and that like, that's, that's actually something that I think is important too, is just like remembering that, like, when you focus on what your gifts will give people, it's a lot easier to like get over your own stuff. Like, you know, when you're really nervous to launch something or you're really nervous to offer or whatever, like whatever the thing might be, whether it's related to business or it's uh, something in your personal life, like, um, it's important to like ask like, well, what am I and other people going to gain from me saying yes to this? Like it becomes easier to kind of be like, all right, well, yes, I'm going to feel fear. Yes. I'm going to feel doubt. Yes. I'm going to feel all of the things. I'm going to have all those crazy hypothetical things come through and it becomes easier to still say yes to that. Yeah. To that desire. Yeah. 
Totally. Because your purpose becomes not about you, becomes about everyone else that you help along the way. And all the, the ripple effect that you create by stepping into your purpose. And then you give other people, you not only give other people the permission to step into theirs as well, but then you're helping people out there. And it's such a beautiful, it's one of my favorite things about this work is just like watching the ripple effect that healing can have across generations and lifetimes and friends and families and all that. So all just from like one person being like, okay, I'm going to go get a reading or do a past life regression session or whatever it is, do a healing session. And it's like, wow, this is so not about me. (laughs) Is it like, this is not my rodeo anymore (laughs) or my show. I'm just here as the messenger and here to help facilitate and guide people along but like "Mm, this is not no (laughs) this is not my whole song and dance is it okay that makes me feel a lot better that this is way beyond just who we are as people yeah a hundred percent and I think that that's so important is like you do have so many of those moments um where you are like this has nothing to do with me actually. Like I'm just here. I'm just the channel. I'm just the, um, I'm just the space holder. I'm just the messenger, right? I'm just here to deliver. And what ends up happening is like, so outside of like what my human, (laughs) um, self do. Right. And, and like, that is like, that's so important because when you recognize that it isn't about you, it's easier to also not take a lot of this journey personally, when yeah. people say what they say or things don't go the way that you want them to go or whatever. It's so easy to just mm-hmm. disconnect from all of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I totally <laughs> agree with you on all of that. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about everyone else that you can help along the way in the lives that you're able to impact and change and shift even in just the slightest bit as well. It's so beautiful. It's like the best part of this work. And that's why we do this because it's, we believe in something that's greater than ourselves. And then once like it starts to actually materialize and putting that in air quotes, because like the work that we do doesn't really materialize as all, at all, uh, unless you're like your beautiful apothecary work that you're doing right now. It just, it makes it so worth it. And it's like, oh, now I get why my soul chose to do this. Cause that is the highest level of fulfillment. I believe that you can feel that I have felt so far as in my 30 years here on this earth is like actually helping someone make an actual difference in their life compared to when I was working in hotel management and just like helping people in the most transactional mundane way that I possibly could have been at the time. So if you're feeling the call on your heart to step into your purpose, just lean in and do it and know that you're going to be supported by so many realms and forces. And also you will attract your soul tribe and your sisters, your brothers, everyone else who is doing this work, who believe in you, especially on the days that you don't believe in yourself and who are cheering you on and only want to see you win and know that there's plenty of room for all of us at this table. There's a huge pasture of rainbow sheep running around and we're always looking for more sheep to join our flock. So come on in. (laughs) Yeah. Like we can't, we can't do this alone. Like we don't want to do this alone. And I feel like people who are trying to do this alone, it's either from kind of the, the fear or it's from ego, (laughs) you know, a lot of it is like, uh, you know, yeah. Like, 
whatever the competition thing again, but, um, I feel like we could go on and on and on and on and on, and we'll probably end up doing like a second, a part two of this. Love to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a part two. We'll like, we'll listen to this and then extract the things that we want to kind of, um, dive deeper into, but I would love for you, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but if you could tell everybody where they can find you and if you, um, have any offerings right now, if they want to work with you. Beautiful. Yes. So my main platform that I operate on is on Instagram and my handle is Julia McCarthy underscores Julia, J-U-L-I-A-A, two A's, so second A, sermon name and McCarthy underscore. You'll find it in the show notes. And I am so excited because tomorrow I'm actually launching my first group program called Awaken Your Magic. And that is all about helping people to awaken their own psychic, medium, intuitive gifts and learn how to use them and understand them and accept them and put them out into the world and practice them. So that is launching tomorrow. We start October 5th. I'm so excited for all of the magic that's going to happen in that container and the magical souls that are going to come into that as well. Um, And then I also do one-off sessions. So I do psychic mediumship readings. I do psychic intuitive guidance readings. I do past life regression work um, and past life reading. So if you're just interested in working in a smaller container that is available to you. And then I also do one-on-one work. So working with clients one-on-one in a very deep intimate setting to really, really work with them to really awaken their psychic mediumship gifts. And I also teach my one-on-one clients how to do past life regression and past life readings and past life work and all that, because there's so much healing that can happen through our past lives. And I absolutely just love (laughs) empowering other people to do that and to work with their clients too. So group offerings, one-on-one work, um, one-off sessions, it's all available. You can book that through my website or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. I would love to connect with anyone who's looking for a little more spiritual guidance or learning how to awaken and really use and understand their own intuitive psychic mediumship gifts. So, so happy to be doing this work. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And by the time that uh, this episode comes out, your your program will be launched and open. So, Anybody who's listening, check her out. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to have this conversation with me. It's been so good to, this is like the first time we're connecting face-to-face too. Conversations (laughs) over the last like two years or so. So um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful to have you in my life and just someone who I know is full of integrity, someone who's on the path. Mm -hmm. And um, that just, that means more to me than I could possibly articulate. So I'm really excited for this episode to come out and for people to, to hear everything that um, we talked about. Cause I just, we know we've been there. We know what it's like to feel isolated on that path. And, um, I know so many people are going to resonate with this. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you reached out. I loved it. I'm glad. I know. I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is the first time Anna and I are actually like talking face to face. I feel like we've had so many face to face conversations already. And like, have hung out in person so many times too. Like you just feel so familiar and I feel so yeah. comfortable with you. So I'm so glad that we could do this. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to actually hug you in person one of these days very soon, hopefully. And then I'm sure we'll just talk for hours <laughs> whenever we do end up meeting up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah. And everyone I'm uh, in the show notes is where you can find Julia and check her out. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me.